everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's NFL time. It's Week 12 Breakdown Show time. Um, don't know when this will be posted, whether it be Wednesday or Thursday. So happy Thanksgiving if it is posted on Thursday. I'm joined, as always, by my good buddy, Jennifer 07 Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, I'm just doing delightful. Ready to stuff my face until I want to pass out tomorrow and then pass out. <laughs> you know what i was just telling you pre-show that i hope i don't do i, I uh, that's one um i you know I'll, I'll probably have a few more of those so um listen i i'm ready for turkey um i, I okay i'm ready for some ham too because let, let's be honest I, I love me some ham on thanksgiving so uh we got a man this is a it's a good football slate you know we have 11 games we have some really good football games um and we have some injury news that could potentially change the slate. So, as always, it's a first look. We're recording on Wednesday afternoon, um, as always. So, uh, if things change, make sure you're, you know, I'm on a show Friday. I know, um, you, are you on the Sunday morning show this week or no? Uh, I believe so, yes. So, you know, you'll, you'll get our thoughts later on this week, too. Expert survey and all that stuff as well. So, um let's get into it let's get started with the chargers and bills 53 total here buffalo favored by five and a half grant it's funny i think this is the game that i'm probably most looking forward to this weekend and it's the first game that we are going to talk about let's start with the chargers uh what do you like here for the chargers i mean what's not to like here it's a it's a one of the highest totals on this like we have a few really high total games so i i don't plan on going really heavy on anything uh, at least really heavy. Josh Allen's going to be pretty heavily on, and so is Herbert, but it's a, it's a decent matchup. I mean, Bills are pretty much midway for the pass uh, so far this season in terms of DVOA. Keenan Allen's going to be chalky. I don't care. I'm going to eat it again. Like, there's been, what, one time where Keenan Allen has played a full game and not made value? He's just been crushing on a week-to-week basis. We look at the last five weeks, over 20 points in four of those last five weeks, getting a decent matchup. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The one thing that worries me a little bit is the weather, just because it's in Buffalo, but everything shows that Buffalo is probably going to be fine weather, projected to be around 49 degrees on Sunday, very little wind. So it's all systems go here for me, and I'm going to be targeting Herbert. I'm going to be targeting Allen. I'll throw Mike Williams and GPPs. Hunter Henry is one of the better tight end plays on the slate. And Balage, like, we don't know exactly what his workload is going to be, but if it's consistent for the last three weeks, then he's probably going to get around 20 touches. He's heavily involved in the receiving game. Like, there's not a single thing I don't like here. The only problem is ownership. And ownership report right now makes me think that I want to be a little bit off of Balage and Herbert. But Keenan Allen, if he's going to be under 20% on which – he is every week, and that's what's projected for. All systems go for Keenan Allen for me. Every week. Like all, all systems go every week when it comes to Keenan Allen, it feels like like just his target share is incredibly high um with Herbert at quarterback. And you already kind of talked about like the weather is gonna be fine. Um I, I see no reason not to love Herbert in this spot. And uh, you know, just both sides of this game. You could stack both sides of this game. And, you know, I, I think Hunter Henry is another guy you got to kind of look at here. He's someone that could potentially fly, fly a little under the radar uh, with everybody playing Keenan Allen. Mike Williams always interesting. And then we go to the other side, Grant, and we got the Bills side of things. And we know, like, the Chargers defense is very beatable. Um, and, and, like, if, if Wacko for Flacco can throw against this team, Josh Allen should have a field day in this game. Diggs, Brown, Beasley, all these guys should have big games. I just – I can't trust the Zach Moss, Singletary situation. Give me the wide receivers. Give me Josh Allen. Yep. No, that's exactly it. You pair up Josh Allen with Diggs in every single lineup and that you throw him in, and then you throw him in with either Brown or Beasley. One of these guys is likely to go off. We don't know which one's going to be on any given week, but it's going to be more likely one of them. So I, I'm, I'm double stacking up this game. It's going to be a high scoring game. It's going to be a close game. Yeah, 
Jets just put up, what, 30 points against them. We know this game is going to be close because the Chargers are cursed to play every single game close and once out of every three end up winning it. So if you're sports betting, I like the Chargers plus six. Um, and, yeah, just thought I'd throw that out there. But Buffalo, yeah, digs to Allen all day. Don't care the ownership there. Diggs hasn't had a single, single fantasy point outing. All season long, he's averaging around 20. He's been one of the best wide receivers and the most consistent wide receiver in the entire league for fantasy so far this season. If he ends up with a few touchdowns, he's going to absolutely destroy things. So um, pair him up and double stack with either John Brown or Beasley. Yeah, it's great, man. Like this game in general is just great. Um, And it's awesome that we get to kick it off with this game because this is probably one of the games that I'll end up targeting – the most um you know obviously we got the the chiefs and bucks game that we're going to talk about and the, the raiders game but i i love this this uh chargers buffalo game so uh cleveland at jacksonville 49 total uh cleveland favored by six and a half in this one let's start with the cleveland side of things um what do you like here for the browns browns is a little tough i mean i'm guessing that they're going to probably just run the ball a lot so chubb or hunt are both very much in play, but I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to do a little bit of a stack with the QB. I mean, Baker's sitting there at 5.3K, going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the league. You can pair him up pretty cheaply with Higgins or with Landry. Either one of them are fine. If you want, you can go with Hodge. He had a decent week this last week and got, I think, the most targets on the team. He had a 25% chart share with five targets because they only threw the ball 20 times. Um, but it, it, it's something I'm going to largely stay away from. I don't like two-headed backfields, and I just don't know if this game is going to have a whole lot of passing for the Browns. So anything I'm using con- or anything I'm using uh, Baker in, I'm bringing it back with Robinson, assuming that Jacksonville somehow got out to an early lead, which is definitely within the realm of possibilities. So Browns, I'm probably just going to full-on fade outside of lineups where I have Robinson in on the other side. Yeah, like the whole Chubb Hunt thing, like, you know, Chubb gets all these yards and then Hunt gets the goal line work. And it's like, how do you trust? Like, I think Nick Chubb is the guy you play if you're going to play either one of them and just hope that he scores a touchdown from six yards out. Um, the problem is the owner or the price tag at 7.1K compared to 5.6. Right. Like, it's so tough to pay. We have a lot him. of cheap options on this slate, too, though. And, you know, obviously we'll have to see like what happens with some of those injury news, but I, I think it's potentially there. I don't mind like a, if you're going to play Baker Mayfield to play him naked or with like maybe like a Jarvis Landry. Uh, I know Landry is coming off of some bad games, but he's still the guy that I think is the main, you know, slot, easy pass type of guy. Um, and Jacksonville does struggle against the pass just so much. Um, and like you could – you could potentially make like an argument for like Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper um, type of stack. So looking at the Jacksonville side of things, Mike Glennon, um, the red rocket is going to start this one for Jacksonville. He's, he's 4,600 grant, you know, is it worth even potentially looking at here or are we just going to stay away? I mean, strictly because of the price tag, they do have a 21 implied team total. I don't hate it just because of the price tag, pair him up with Chark, who is very affordably priced at just 5.2K. It's not the worst idea in the world. Cleveland is mid-tier versus the pass. The problem is there's a lot of high total games on the slate and a lot of great quarterbacks to pay up for. So if I am paying down, I think that he's not a bad option if you pair him up with Chark. Because, I mean, we saw what happens in, happened in Luton. For uh, Jacksonville, like he just zeroed in on Chark. Chark is a guy with a ton of talent. So with his price tag and with Glennon's price tag to make a little bit of a different build, I don't hate it, but mostly I'm focusing on Robinson here. Um, he's going to probably get a decent amount of dump offs with Glennon would be my guess. He's getting 20 plus touches virtually every single game. Cleveland's rush defense is middle of the pack. So it's James Robinson for me for the most part. And I, I just don't really want a ton either. Like he's six point three k. He hasn't had a ton of touch. He hasn't had a touchdown the last two weeks, and he's still putting up decent numbers. We could see a six, seven, eight, nine target game out of him here, especially if they're trailing. 
So I really like James Robinson, and then I'm fine with Chark and with Glennon. Yeah, like if O'Shaughnessy doesn't play old Jack Hennessy. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think um I think you potentially like a Tyler Eifert as a cheap tight end play on this slate. Um I I get into builds sometimes where like I'm just fully punting tight end and like he might end up on a, a build like that if O'Shaughnessy is out. So um yeah, my Glenn is super cheap. Robinson is the obvious play. Um Glennon Ch- Chark Glennon and Cole like they, they, there's some upside in that but again like I, I think the Cleveland Browns defense is very much in play here Glennon's gonna get sacked he's gonna throw a pick or two I think Cleveland the defense is is strong and like the weather is gonna be a little wet in Jacksonville in this game is what it looks like so uh Tennessee Titans Indianapolis Colts 51 and a half total here um Indiana Indi- Indianapolis favored by three and a half in this one um, the Titans don't go away, man. They just they, they come back. Like this defense is super solid, but we saw like last week that this defense is beatable. Um, what do you like here for the Titans? Nothing. Derrick Henry's gonna come in at 22% ownership because he's under 7k or under 8k right now. Indy defense, I think, is a little bit underrated. They've been good so far this season. Fifth against the rush, sixth against the pass. I don't see a whole ton in this game. I think this is a trap game. It's super surprising that there's 51 and a half total. I don't think that hits. I don't think it comes close to hitting. I know there's going to be a decent amount of ownership in this game between Henry, between Tannehill getting enough ownership and AJ Brown, but there's it, this ball's probably going to be spread around here. Like I don't mind taking a shot on anything, but I think I may full on fade the Titans just because of the ownership of Derrick Henry, because he's the only one I would really want to have. And I know it's that time of year where he starts just heating up. And I know that he had 100 yards versus them last time, but he's so touchdown dependent. If he doesn't get the touchdown, he's not really getting there. If he gets one, still not going to kill you. If he gets two, still probably in play. So I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fade the Titans. I'm probably going to fade the Colts too. I don't mind Henry on maybe like FanDuel um in this one like touchdown dependent not going to get a ton of catches uh but DraftKings like he he's such an iffy play for me I'm not saying I'll fully fade him but he's an iffy play I like Jonu Smith I think he's the guy that you could potentially look at here him or like Corey Davis um I like Pittman on the other side of this game so like I'll be looking to like try to pair and run it back a little bit so those would probably be the two guys that outside of Henry that I'd be running it back with here so um cold side kind of already said it um i think Pittman. i know he didn't have a ton of targets last week but this guy is super talented um he is priced up now like he's gonna be less than five percent owned and i think he has upside in any matchup but i definitely think he has upside in this one yeah i i think he's gonna be higher on currently we haven't pegged for 13 percent ownership just because what he's done the last two weeks i don't think it'll be that high but he's probably gonna come in around 10 percent I like I said, I'm probably fading this game. Like I get the Rivers could have a decent game. I get any one of the running backs could have a decent game, but there's too many other good spots on the slate where I have no real reason to play a Hines, to play Jonathan Taylor, knowing that I don't know which one's gonna get the workload. Pittman, if he's gonna come in at this ownership, I, I'd rather go with any number of other wide receivers around the same price tag. I, I'm just I'm full I'm taking a stand here. I think this game's a dud. I'm gonna fall and fade it, I think. Yeah, like I, I completely understand that too. Like I don't want the running back situation. Uh, it's really Pittman for me, and, and that's kind of it. Um, obviously, we'll have to see if Philip Rivers is good to go. We're just kind of assuming that he's um, going to be good to go. It's like a toe injury. Shouldn't be anything that like holds him out of this game. So uh, moving on, we got the Giants and the Bengals, 43 total. Giants favored by six. Um at what point did we ever expect the Giants to be favored by six against any team this season? Um, what do you like, if anything, here for the Giants? Uh, Gallman stands out as a pretty decent value here at 5K. He's been involved in the offense. Cincinnati's defense is not very good. It's, it's it, I, I don't like playing Gallman, but, I mean, close to 20 touches last game, 15 the game before. Like, he's gotten a rushing touchdown in four straight games. This offense really isn't that great, but it's just a bad Cincinnati defense. 
And I have to assume that the Giants are going to put up points. They have a 24 and a half team total. I think Gallman is likely the guy that's going to end up with a touchdown here. You can go with Ingram. You can go with Slayton. You can go with Shepard. You can go with anyone, really. And if you really want to play Daniel Jones, I mean, he doesn't. he's not priced up that high at 5.5K. If he throws the ball 40 times, he can also run the ball. Like, he can get yards on the ground. He's looking at his last five games, over 60 rushing yards in three of the last five games. Cincinnati's not a good defense. It's not a good rush defense. He can absolutely just broken play, go for 40 yards at any given time. So I, I don't like it, but it's definitely in play with Jones. And you can just pair him up for any one of his cheap pass catchers. But Goldman is the guy that I really want here. He's going to get the workload. He's got a decent touchdown equity. So he's probably my favorite play of the bunch. Yeah, I think Goldman is the guy that I'd be looking at the most in this one as well. I don't hate potentially throwing a wide receiver out there if you're playing Daniel Jones. Um, Cincinnati does allow a lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. They're a really bad defense against the pass. So, um, so if you're going Daniel Jones, I don't mind one of the wide receivers to go with him. Uh, on the Cincinnati side of things, Brandon Allen going to start here for the Bengals. Um we have no idea what to really expect here, right? Um, Mixon's going to be out again. Maybe some Giovanni Bernard at 5,700. I, I think Tyler Boyd and T Higgins are both cheap enough to potentially look at even like AJ green. They're all cheap. If you trust, you know, Brandon Allen at all here. I mean, I don't really trust him, but that doesn't really matter. Um, it's the price tags on Boyd, on T Higgins, on Green. Like, I'm probably just mostly using them as one-offs or stacking them along with uh, Gallman. Like, it's a nice little secondary stack taking Gallman, knowing that the in this scenario the Giants are going to be running the ball later on in the game because they're up, and Cincinnati's just th- forced to throw the ball. And we know it's Boyd, Higgins, and Green. If they're throwing the ball a lot, just in terms of target share, one of them is going to end up getting there. I'm not on Bernard like. New quarterback under center. We don't know what his volume is going to be. Like he's priced up enough at 5.7 K where it's just not really worth it unless he ends up getting a touchdown. So not on Bernard at all. It's literally just, if I've Gallman on the other side, bring it back with one of the three pass catchers just because of their price tag. Yeah, fair enough. It's just, I think they're cheap. You know, I don't think it's worth, you know, fading them. I think, I think Cincinnati will score at least one touchdown on the Giants. It's just who's going to who's who's it going to be, um, and does he have enough volume in the process of scoring a touchdown as well? So, um, we move on. We got the Dolphins and the Jets, forty-four and a half total. Miami favored by seven in this game. Sounds like Tua is going to start. That was always the plan. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Miami? Uh, Grant and Parker. Um, Ahmed's fine. Like game scripts probably favoring him. I don't know if I want to go with Tua just because there's always the chance that Fitzpatrick ends up coming in there. Plus, he just doesn't seem to get the volume that you really need to end up getting there. So, Grant's still priced at 3.7K. We look at the last two weeks or last three weeks, six, five, and five targets. So, just strictly as his price tag for a price saver, he's the guy that I would probably think about going. And then Parker, like, always a chance at a big game. But it's surprising going up against the worst defense in – past defense in the league probably in the Jets that I don't want to target really any of this passing game. It's just not a spot where I think there's going to be a ton of fantasy points scored. And I just don't really see like the need to go with Parker or Grant or Tua or Ahmed. Man, it's so hard not to play people against the Jets. Um, Tua only gets benched in this game if he's playing bad. So, like, if he's not playing well anyway, you're probably not having a good fantasy day. It, like, here's the thing, Grant, right? If this was Fitzpatrick, I'd be way overweight. Like, if Fitzpatrick oh, was yeah. starting in this game, Devontae Parker-Fitzpatrick combo, I would be massively overweight on. So, I, it's tough because the Jets – pass defense is horrendous they're the worst in dvoa they allow the most fantasy points over the last four weeks to wide receivers and quarterbacks this is a get right spot for tua like you know you got benched last week because you were getting destroyed by the broncos this is a get right spot um 
I don't mind taking some pieces here. I love Devontae Parker. I think Parker has a, a, a massive amount of upside uh, against his secondary. It's just, man, you, you're trusting Tua to, to do it, you know. Um, a lot of Parker's production was when Fitzpatrick came in last week. So he he's such an underrated wide receiver, and I, I say this as a Dolphins fan. Um, I, I love him. But, yeah, I think Ahmed, he's 5,100 against the Jets in a game script that should be very, very good for him. He can get pass catches out of the backfield. I think he's in play. Um, really is going to have to, like, see how, like, injuries shape up this week for sure. On the Jets side of things, um, man, Sam Darnold might be back this week. Uh, does that help the pass catchers? I think it helps Crowder potentially, right? Um, yeah. But, like, Mims is still way too cheap. He's 3,500. He, I'm going to continue to play Denzel Mills, Mims, until he's at least 4K. Yeah, no, so the main thing with me is who's going to start a quarterback here. I think that, like, we know Crowder. We know what he's done this season. Like, at the beginning of the season, which is putting up monster numbers based on huge volume, Flacco comes in, and his numbers have dropped drastically, um, especially in the last two weeks with Perriman in there. I don't know for sure for sure what's going to end up happening with volume in this wide receiving core, but if Flacco plays, I'm playing Perryman, I'm playing Mims. Like we look at Perryman since he's come back into the fold here in the last few weeks, like three touchdowns the last two games. I think that Flacco just wants to air the ball out a little bit. So if Flacco starts, I'm going heavy on Mims and Perryman. If Darnold ends up starting, People have forgotten about Crowder. They're not going to play Crowder. And there's always the potential that Darnold decides to zero in on him like he has with multiple different wide receivers throughout his career. Like Crowder is a fantastic play for GPPs if Darnold ends up starting. If Flacco's the guy, then I'm going Mims and Perriman. I can stack up Flacco with Mims and Perriman for so cheap it's ridiculous. Yeah, like... I don't hate it, man. I think the Miami defense is really good. Uh, I think that, man, like what sucks is like this would be a great spot for P-Run um, and like we're going to get Frank Gore because he's hurt. And like we're not playing Frank Gore, right? We're not playing Frank <laughs> Gore. No, I agree with you. I'm just saying like if you're playing anybody, especially on DraftKings, you're playing like Ty Johnson um, and just hoping for like the pass pass catching workload. But you're probably not playing any, any of these running backs um, from the Jets now. Um, Mims is interesting. Crowder's interesting if Darnold plays. Um, not going to have too much here. I, I like the Miami side a lot more. Uh, Raiders and Falcons, 55.5 total. Las Vegas favored by three in this game. This game has the highest total on the weekend. Let's start with the Raiders. Um, what do you like here for the Raiders? Uh, uh, Jacobs, Carr. Waller, Aguilar. Like, I don't think many people are going to play Aguilar because they just don't play him on any given week. But he's been, what, six touchdowns on the season? Over 10 points in five of the last six games? Five of the last seven games? This is a huge total here. 29.25 implied team total for the Raiders. The only team that's above them is the Chiefs. Like, I don't see Carr getting a ton of ownership. I don't see Aguilar getting a ton of ownership. Waller's going to get some ownership, but he's still my favorite tight end play on a trash tight end slate, like every single slate is. Like, Waller's sitting there at 6K. If he was a wide receiver, I'd happily pay that. But he's a tight end, so that makes it position scarcity, and I am happy to pay that. Like, I love Waller here. I love Carr here. I love Aguilar here. I like Jacobs quite a bit like he's going to be more building with Matt Ryan over on the other side assuming that they're going to be trailing and running the ball uh, for the Raiders so I'm going to stack this game up every which way like it's so easy to stack up Carr with Waller and Aguilar I'm just going to do it all over the place and then if I'm stacking up Ryan on the other side I'm hammering in Jacobs into my lineup assuming he's going to get a massive amount of volume here but this is just this is going to be a huge scoring game here, and I want every piece of it. Yeah, and, like, the great thing about it is – I wouldn't say great thing, but it doesn't sound like Julio is going to play. Um, maybe he plays. He's dealing with a hamstring injury. 
Um, this could be the he ends up playing last section second and trolls all of us game like we get every year. Or he's a decoy, right? Like yeah, it's game time decision. Yeah, like game time decision. Go out and he's a decoy. Um, but yeah, this is this is a spot. I love. I'm with you. I love Vegas in this game. Um, everybody, uh, I love the Nelson Aguilar call. This is not the same guy that was with the Eagles. Like he's catching the ball. Like he, his stone hands are gone. Um, maybe it was wins. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think he is. He's definitely in play. Waller's probably the the second best tight end play on the slate behind Kelsey. Um, but they're I take Waller over Kelsey every time. Yeah, they're so interchangeable. Like right, they're both the best. Like it, it, I, I say that Kelsey's better, but like they're both the same. They're the same play. I mean, they're essentially this like close to the same tight end with Kelsey getting more touchdown equity, but Kelsey's one K more expensive. If you and, factor in price, yes. Yeah, and Waller is going up against the team that's allowed the most fancy points to tight ends. Like uh, again, I'm just way higher on Waller than you are. Like, I just, I love Waller. Listen, I'm high on him too. It's not that I'm not high on him. You're I'm at just a saying, nine, I'm at a 10. There you go. Um, <laughs> like, if you factor in price, I, I didn't realize that Kelsey's $1,000 more. I think if if I was paying up at tight end, which I hardly ever do in cash games, it would be Waller over Kelsey. So there you go. Um, the other side of this game, obviously Julio Jones is the big question mark, whether he's going to play or not. If he's out, it obviously opens up stuff for like Cicadis, um, Ridley gauge Hurden, Hayden Hurst was, um, he was a little banged up, you know, last game, but he ended up playing through it. He doesn't even have like an injury, um, like on him, like a tag on him right now. So what do you think here on the Falcons? If yeah, if Jones is out, then I'm I'm just hammering in Ridley. Um, the volume will be there. The Vegas defense is not great this season. Obviously, much worse versus the run. But I'm not targeting targeting Gurley. I just kind of have given up on that. It's it's Hurst and it's Ridley for me. Like I'll probably bring it back with Jacobs. Matt Ryan is fine at 5.9k. We know that he can have a massive outing at any given time. But if I'm pairing him up, I'm pairing him up with Ridley and with Hurst. Like, those are the two guys. I'm not messing around with Jake Gage, who was looking great earlier on this season and then not as great and then had 12 targets last week. I'd rather – there's a whole bunch of wide receivers at around 5K. So, I don't feel the need to use him. I'm, I'm just going straight up Ridley, who has had less than 14 points twice so far this season. Hasn't had a touchdown in a few weeks, so people are forgetting how good he was earlier on the season when he averaged 30 points a game for the first two games. And this is one of those higher-paced, one of those high-scoring outings that is going to happen here with a big old total here in a projected close game. Ridley and Hurst are just fantastic. And I got real excited. I got – this line came out at minus 2.5, and, and I just absolutely hammered it. Now it's up to 3. I think it's going to move another half point before the game starts towards the Raiders. I think the Raiders win this one. So if you're if you're betting on sports and you can find the line at two and a half anywhere, go ahead and just throw it in there. Um, yeah, like obviously we're going to be waiting on the Julio news um, to kind of see what we want to do here. But you know, definitely, I, I like the. I think the Falcons are interesting. Um, Panthers and Vikings, 48 and a half total Minnesota favored by four in this game. Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey are supposed to practice this week. Uh, so I wouldn't rule out either one of them playing in this game. Uh, let's start here with the Carolina side of things. I think like, obviously if McCaffrey plays, we can't play Mike Davis. If Bridgewater plays, he's super interesting against this defense. DJ Moore would be interesting. Anderson would be interesting. Uh, what's your thoughts here on Carolina? What's McCaffrey's price tag at? It's not showing up for me. Um, let me see. But in any case, over on the Minnesota side, like he's ninety two hundred. Yeah, I'll play McCaffrey at that. Like McCaffrey is McCaffrey. Like he's going to end up with. He's got a decent shot at ending up near thirty points right now. He's unlikely and, to play, but he might practice this week. Is what the report says. Well, that makes it tough there then. If, if he doesn't play, then I don't think I'm going with Mike Davis. I'm probably targeting the passing game. Like Minnesota has been overall better versus the pass and the run, but 
Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore are going to get peppered with targets. Even Curtis Samuel has been very active recently, and he's involved a little bit in the running game whenever – he's involved more in the running game whenever McCaffrey isn't in there. So, to, to me, it's, it's it's I'm targeting the passing game for Carolina. And Robbie Anderson, obviously the, my favorite. He's been close to the league lead in terms of target share this season. Hasn't had a touchdown since week one. One of these days he's going to go off for a massive – touchdown and I think Minnesota is one of the more likely candidates to have that happen given the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers this season this is a spot where I, I really like the Carolina Panthers passing game if McCaffrey doesn't end up playing yeah I like Carolina here too I think I think Mike Davis is interesting as well um, but I think this is a Robbie Anderson DJ Moore game if, if McCaffrey sits which it sounds like it's going to happen I think Curtis Samuel is even like potentially worth looking at here um minnesota side of things like what do we expect justin jefferson to be owned here um with Thielen not playing like he, he, he's like he's he's one of the first guys in your cash build right like yeah like you, you just you're playing him this week dalvin cook 9500 that like it might not be enough yeah no i mean we we know this offense normally is concentrated with cook with jefferson with Thielen. Without Thielen, we know that this offense is all Cook and Jefferson. Like, I, I'm trying to figure out if I can throw any, like, Johnson maybe. He really hasn't done much at all this season. But without Thielen in there, maybe he gets into the offense. But I, I just – it's so tough to figure out. Like, Jefferson and Cook, like, I think the smart move is to set a setting where you have one of – Cook or Jefferson in every single lineup because for sure one of them's going off and there's always the possibility that both of them end up going off so they're where you kind of start your lineups at and figure out which one of them you want to throw in and just kind of go from there but Jefferson is going to be locked into a ton of high value targets so his upside is just absolutely through the roof yeah what's crazy here right is like Johnson and BB are both 3k um irv smith is 3100 like we know minnesota's gonna throw the ball here um so it's just trying to figure out which wide receiver we expect um to get the snaps here like i would guess it'd be bb at 3k he's probably gonna be pretty popular here um so we also just so you know got a that he tested negative for covid so he has plenty of plenty of time to test three more times, right? Like so he, he could play. Yeah, yeah. So there's a chance that that just came out not too long ago. I thought I might have seen that somewhere, but yeah. So there's a chance he ends up playing, which then you just play one of Cook, Thielen, or Jefferson. Yeah, like I I want him to play. I don't want to play BB at three K. Like I, I want Thielen to play. Um, yeah, he has it a couple days. So, um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else. I listen. Carolina's run defense. Um, this is a great spot for Dalvin Cook. He he should mash in the spot. Uh, Arizona at New England, forty nine and a half total. Arizona favored by two and a half in this game. Uh, what do we like here for the Cardinals? I mean, they're going up against one of the worst pass defenses in the league yes it's Belichick. just to go on yes. record i called this before the season started i said the new england defense was going to be nowhere near what it was just just saying yeah just go on record i was right there with you my friend they're Four terrible man smart cookies but yeah not 31st in dvoa against the pass 28th and against the run i love kyler murray here i absolutely love kyler murray he's 8.2k only projected at five percent ownership had a tough outing last week first to Seattle, but that was Thursday night football and his shoulder was a little bit banged up. Outside of that, he's pretty much a close to lock for 30 points. Like he didn't rush in the last game. I don't think that's going to be a problem here. I think that he goes off for a huge game. Kyler Murray is one going to be one of my top owned, if not my top owned quarterback on this slate here. Pair him up with Hopkins or pair him up with Kirk. I know that Hopkins has been a little bit hit or miss recently, but we know that he had a shoulder in or that Murray was nursing a shoulder injury last week. And then the other week was just two weeks ago was just a weird week, but Kirk 
over 20 points in three straight before the last two weeks when Murray's been injuring or nursing an injury. So I love this spot for Arizona. I'm going to just absolutely hammer in Arizona players all over the place and just have tons of ownership in Kyler Murray. I like it. Um, I'm with you. Uh, I, I love Arizona in this spot. I think this is a great spot. This is another one of those games that I really like on the slate. So many different ways to build, you know, an Arizona stack right now too. Um, you know, Christian Kirk, Hopkins. I don't think I would play the running game in this spot. It, more of just because you don't really know which guy to play. Um, if I was going to play either one, it'd probably be Chase Edmonds. Lower ownership. I, I think Edmonds has more upside <laughs> like um, in general. So on the New England side of things, their running game's a mess, but Burkhead got hurt. So like this might be the, the one spot you could potentially get James White low owned um, before like he has a monster game. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like all these, the problem is I don't see White offering a massive ceiling, even against the Cardinals. Like there's going to be so many plays in this game, and we know that Arizona plays at the highest pace in the league. Harris has been getting a decent workload: eleven carries, twenty-two carries, fourteen carries. Like has multiple touchdown upside in this spot. It's just I don't think this is the slate. Like I normally would want to absolutely just hammer in game stacks for Arizona. It's just so tough to do. Like Cam Newton, I can't fully trust in any given game. They may just run the ball a ton. Harry Myers, like it's tough to figure out what I want to do here. I was heavy on Myers there and he obviously disappointed. Belichick's not going to be horribly consistent with any wide receiver with more guys being healthy. I just... I, I can't figure out what to play here. I'll be bringing back random guys with my Kyler Murray stacks on the other side between White, between Harris, between uh, Myers, between Harry. Like, I'll be bringing guys back, but I don't think I'm playing Cam Newton at all in this spot. And I don't think I'm going to have more than one Patriots player on any given lineup. This is a go right back to the well, Jacoby Myers spot, in my opinion. Like, he just burned everybody. Go right back to the well. Like, <laughs> um, I, I am. I'm going right back to the well. I, I think that, like, his upside is is high enough that, you know, you can go back to the well, play him with your Arizona stacks, um, and it makes a ton of sense. Um, if you think New England's going to be up in this game, like, it's either Cam getting some touchdowns Harris getting some touchdowns. If they're trailing, I think that's where you're like you're playing your James White. I think that's why he's an interesting run back on like Kyler Murray stack. So um I don't really have anything else. Do you have anything else from the Patriots side? No, no, I'm checking on Sunday to see if I've changed my mind. There's always that chance. All right, let's go to the four o'clock games. 49ers and Rams, 45 total. Rams favored by seven. Uh anything that you like here for the 49ers? Not really. It looks like Wilson might be coming back this week, which is just going to make this backfield even more confusing. Like Coleman, well, Mozart's back, isn't he? Uh, I don't know if he's back yet. He might. I thought be. he was really close to coming back, and then he, um, like, they were just waiting. Yeah, he's he's supposed to return. All right. So then they have McKinnon, they have Coleman, they have Mozart or Mozart, and they have Wilson. Staying away from this backfield in terms of the pass catchers. <laughs> I'm staying away from them going up against the Rams. I want nothing to do with the 49ers this week at all. Yeah, like obviously we'll have to just kind of see as far as like Ayuk goes, because if he is not playing, I think you could take shots on like Bourne uh, or Debo. But the running game <sighs> probably going to stay away 5600 for mozart is super interesting but i don't know i don't know if i'll if i will do it and then like on the ram side the 49ers defense is dealing with some injuries and like they have really struggled um recently like i think you could play woods or reynolds or cup but 
I don't know if this is going to be one of the highest scoring games to target a ton of players from. Yeah, if I'm going to go with anyone, it's probably going to be Woods or Cup here. I'm not trusting the running game. Gosh, every single every single week. Why does he do that? Why does why does McVay do this? Like, of course, Cam Akers gets a touchdown last week. Like, this is just the running game. I can't trust anything. It's a mess. Passing game, like, I'm fine with using Haven, but I'm not throwing Goff into my lineup against the 49ers. They do have a 26 implied team total, but the ball's just going to get spread out in the running game and in the receiving game. Like, yeah, one person will probably go off, but there's a lot of good wide receiver plays. I'll probably have some ownership in either Cup or Woods, but this is likely a game that I'm just going to have almost nothing in. Um, yeah, like this game just stinks. It stinks. Um, Cooper Cup just has so much upside. Like we saw it, like million catches at halftime. Woods has upside. I think playing one of the pass catchers is fine. Uh, I wouldn't argue against playing any of these guys. Um, Saints and Broncos, 43 and a half total. Saints favored by five and a half. Um, Taysom Hill, a quarterback. Um, he's a quarterback this week. That, that's that's a positive. Um, Is it? I miss, yeah. I miss yeah. having a free square. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just, yeah. Um, what do you like here for the Saints? I mean, Taysom Hill always offers a little bit of rushing upside. Like, they didn't really have many... I don't think they had a single planned run for him in the first half. The Denver defense has really struggled at times in recent weeks. I don't know. Like, Michael Thomas playing in Denver, so not in a dome, gives him a bit of a downgrade. This is just another spot where I, I, I don't like Michael Thomas, Taysom Hill, and Alvin Kamara are all fine plays. One of them will probably end up getting there. I just – I don't want to have to guess on whichever one it's going to be. So, I'm largely going to be off this. Like, Taysom Hill's probably my favorite of the bunch just because I don't necessarily have to pair him with anyone because of his rushing touchdown upside. And his price tag's not terrible at 6.2K. So, I'm just kind of banking on a 50, 60-yard rushing output with one or two rushing touchdowns. But outside of that, like – I don't really want to pair him with Kamara because they're going to snake each other's touchdowns. Thomas is the only guy, and his price tag at 7.4 is all right, but it's not great when considering that the weather I don't think is going to be fantastic over in Denver this week. I'm going to double-check it, but I know that there was a lot of snow yesterday, and it's going to be cold the rest of the week. So this is just not a great spot for me when you consider that they're not playing – at home and I can't rely on Taysom Hill to throw a touchdown and I can't rely on Kamara not to snake Taysom Hill's touchdowns. Listen, I, I completely agree with you. This is another one of those games on like the main slate, probably staying away from this one in general on the late slate, like the afternoon slate. Maybe I look at Taysom Hill, but you know, you have Patrick Mahomes and, Tom Brady shooting off in Tampa against each other. So who knows? Um, on the Denver side of things, like I think you could take shots, especially like Hamler is 3,500. He's just so cheap for like his potential upside. Um, so I don't mind maybe taking a shot on him, Jerry Judy. Shots on these guys that are going to get like six to 10 targets. Um, I think like Hamler. This dude's 3,500, and he has at least six targets in three straight games. Yeah, I don't hate that. Just there's a lot of really cheap wide receivers on the slate. It's probably a full-on fade for Denver for me. Like, they don't have a high total at all. Currently pegged at 19. It's one of the lowest on the entire slate. Judy's priced at 5.1K, like Fant, just because tight end is so thin this week. Like, he always has – big upside and so far on the season like New Orleans gave up a ton of toy points to the tight end early but have really tapered off recently one of the best or given up the least amount of points to tight ends over the last four weeks I just don't see anything their defense has been much better and has been really good in recent weeks yeah Drew Locke can get there and 
uh, in trash time, but I, I I think this is a full-on fade spot for Denver for me. Fair enough. We finish it out with Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Bucks, 56 total here. Kansas City favored by three and a half. Um, who don't you play from the Chiefs in this game? Like this is your hammer. This is the this is the hammer game. Strangely enough, I, I still think I like the uh Raiders game more, and I think that I might like the Arizona side more than I like this Kansas City game, but it's still like it's Patrick Mahomes. It's got it's an incredibly high total game. It's gonna be fairly up paced. Like Hill, Kelsey, Mahomes, I'm I'm all for any of them like stack up this game every which way if you want i'm probably gonna be right at about with the field on this game but it, it's 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 figuring out who you want to stack them with but there's a decent chance that mahomes ends up with 400 yards passing in the spot so i i will have ownership in this game but i think that uh rip yeah yep that doesn't really affect this podcast but yeah, Raiders or Ravens game is now postponed. Uh, but yeah, Kansas City just is the same thing every week. Stack them up. Like, there's a chance for a huge game. This one's actually projected to be close. Man, that stinks. That game's, it makes uh, Thanksgiving slate kind of, I don't know. Stinks. Um, wonder if they move one of those games to like primetime Thanksgiving now. We'll see. Uh, get rid of the noon game. Like we eat right around noon. Like get rid of the noon game. Move the move the noon game to like four or five o'clock and put the other game on. Yeah, um, make yeah. it so I don't have to wake up early. Right. Um. Anyway. Um. All right. Super sidetracked by that alert, but uh, as far as Kansas City goes, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback playing the slate. He's just super expensive uh, to get to him. I think this might be one of those slates where we have enough options that are cheap that you, you want, can get do you to want him. Make a, do you want to make a gravy chugging bet? Just have a beer no. chugging bet? No. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to eat enough gravy. You don't even need to like ted me into that one. I'm going to eat plenty of gravy. Uh, you like Kyler, don't you? Yeah, I like Kyler much more than Mahomes this week. Yeah, I, I think like there's a clear like three or four like top quarterbacks this week. Um, but Patrick Mahomes should always be the most expensive quarterback, always. Um, but I do like Kyler too. So uh, you can pair him with Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey. Um, and then on the Tampa side, good luck figuring out who to play. Um, like it's just so hard to figure this out, right? Like, they all get targets. It just really comes down to who's going to get the touchdowns. Like Mike Evans, maybe. Who knows? I, I honestly, I I think Godwin's the best play of the bunch. Godwin's then Brown, and then Evans. But like, I'll probably have ten percent Tom Brady stacks with two of his receivers: Godwin, Brown, Evans, or Gronk. Um, Gronk just mostly because the slate is trash. But like. Yeah, if I'm ranking him, it's Godwin number one, Brown number two, Evans number three. I would probably put Godwin number one too. Like, I think you can make like you could potentially make the argument for Gronk over Brown and Evans, like at tight end anyway. So, um, and then the running situation, like I, Ronald Jones yeah. would be the guy, but I'm not playing either one of these guys with one of them healthy. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's play the morning grind game and then uh, we'll get out of here. Give me a quarterback that's not in the, like the top five in price. That's going to throw for 300 yards. Derek Carr. See, is, is he that cheap? 5.7 K. See, I might play him in cash. Like <laughs> you can make yeah. a strong argument for his price in cash. Yeah, you can. I, I I think I'm just going with Murray with a bunch of cheap options out there. Yeah, obviously I have to kind of wait and see. Um, three hundred. Man, all the guys that I think are going to throw for three hundred are expensive. So I will say, if he plays Bridgewater, no bad choice. Uh, give me a low owned running back for a touchdown. What's going to be Gallen, but it looks like he's actually at higher ownership. This one is – this one's tough. Um, yeah, I was just looking Fremont. at ownership too. 
Yeah, if you're just trying to get a touchdown, I think I think that is actually a pretty good one. Um This guy should not be under 10%. Give me Josh Jacobs. Uh quarterback wide receiver stack for a touchdown. I'm going to go a little off the yeah. I'm just going to go with Michael Thomas. He's pegged at 5.6% ownership right now. If that actually holds, then I'm going to be higher on Thomas than I originally thought. I'm going to go Cam Newton and Jacoby Myers. I like it. (laughs) I burned everybody last week. Why not? Give me a wide receiver for eight-plus targets. I'm not going to take the cheat code with Allen or Diggs. Uh, Um. You know what? I'm going to go with Jameson Crowder. Assuming that Darnold plays. I like it. I'm going to go 3,500 KJ Hamler. Because I want some ham. Um, Give me a tight end for a touchdown. I don't want to cheat and say Waller. Gosh, that makes it tough, though. Um, You know what? I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Gronk. We only have a peg at 3.6% ownership. Give me Janu Smith. I like it. All right, Grant, give me uh, defense. It's going to score 10 plus points. You're probably not, not expect. Gonna... I did not expect the Miami Dolphins to be the highest priced defense this week. I mean, I expect anyone playing the Jets to be the highest priced defense. You know what? I actually don't hate this play. The Chiefs, like, with so much ownership on Brady, I mean, they could give up 28 points and still end up with two pick sixes. I mean, Brady has been – had a few bad throws this season. And when he – if he has enough pressure on him and he has enough uh, – what's it called? Enough, like, pressure to score and then also then blitzing. I, I think that the Chiefs could go – for really high scoring defense at almost no ownership. Um, yeah, see, I was, I was kind of looking through and I was just like, I think the Browns are the obvious choice. So I'll just take them. Give me Cleveland doing the cheat code. All right, fine. Um, gravy or beer. Both. You got to pick one. Wine. I'm a classic guy now. What kind of wine do you like? Red or white? Red. Sweet or dry? Super dry. All right. There you go. Uh, Any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, No, guys. Be safe out there this Thanksgiving and don't do anything I wouldn't do twice. It's going to wrap it up here for week 12. We'll be back for week 13 next week. Can't believe it's already week 13. Man, we got like, it's crazy. We got. So many stuff, like so much stuff coming up. Like it's crazy. Basketball's about to restart. NHL's about to restart. College basketball's getting kicked off. You guys can check out the core package here and the the, the specialist package here at Rotor Grinders. So make sure you guys are looking at that kind of stuff. That wraps it up. Hope everyone has an awesome Thanksgiving and week twelve. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you, kids.